0: All right, let's get out of the zone phone. He writes for com. He's covered the Utes for a long, long time. He's our friend Dirk Facer. Dirk, what's up, man? Not much, guys. How are you? Hey, we're good. Uh, spring ball coming to a close, and uh, you've been busy, I'm sure.
1: You've been busy. Not as busy as years past, but uh, as busy as a quasi-unemployed guy can be. <laughs> <laughs>
2: how's the, How's the website going?
1: The website's going good. We launched it on January 1st, and Austin and I have been working on it. It's kind of a a work in progress. We're learning as we go, but uh, things are going well, and uh, it's been a lot of fun working with my son.
0: So, Dirk, uh, we, we want to talk a lot of football with you, but let's start basketball here. Uh, Timmy Allen commits to Texas. Obviously, that's a, a big loss, and Gordon were, and I were just banded about. Do you think he ever considered staying in Utah and playing for Coach Smith, or was he automatically looking for another spot after the previous uh, regime was moved on? Well,
1: you know, that tweet uh, from his uh, AAU team came out uh, shortly after the change and all that, and uh you know, I think he was ready to move on. And, you know, I, I kind of look at Craig Smith and how he said, a guy doesn't want to be here. He wasn't going to, I don't know if I'm paraphrasing here, but he wasn't going to beg people to stay if they didn't want to be here. Time to move on. And as good a player as Timmy Allen was, he did was never able to lead them into the NCAA tournament or even the NIT. So it's a blow, but, uh, you know, it might be a sign of uh, – of progress too, to to move on. Dirk, you think
2: uh, the, with the uh, transfer portal, the way it, the the way it is, and the the <laughs> the propensity of of uh, college players to move from one site to another, is it turning into uh, like an NBA free agent situation? And do you think that will? What effect do you think that's having on college basketball, or yeah, no, I football you- for that matter?
1: On football? Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, I think it has a negative effect, especially in basketball. That portal is huge. You know, you got—I can't remember what I saw. was it an average of three players per team, or two or three players per team per year are entering the transfer portal? And uh, it's that old saying that if you—you know—you need a program to figure out who the players are on the team. It's, uh, it's getting kind of crazy. It's kind of like the NBA free agency on steroids. But you know, a lot of these kids are finding out once they get in the portal, especially in football, there's not a lot of opportunities out there elsewhere. You know, you get some high-profile guys, obviously, but there's a lot of guys that, you know, enter it and uh, wait and wait and wait, and uh, that's got to be a little scary. So uh, I think they've got to do something to tweak it, but I'm not sure what the answer is because it's all about giving the players the same rights as coaches, you know, in a way that, a coach can leave a job if he wants. As a kid should be able to change. And I'm uh, not sure if I subscribe completely to that, but uh, it's affecting the game in an adverse way. And that's uh, yeah, too bad because a guy like Timmy Allen, for example, could have left, you know, a good legacy at the U, but now he's going to finish up as a Texas Longhorn and we'll see if he actually gets to play a lot and stuff. So it's an unknown world.
0: Well, I, I agree with you, Dirk, and um, today there was a report out that the NCAA did indeed approve uh, one transfer uh, per college athlete, and that's going to go into effect, again, reportedly it hasn't become official uh, next year. But I think it's just going to add, seriously, add to the problem. And and Gordon doesn't view it as a problem. So I mean, I don't want to represent uh, what I'm saying here as 100 percent fact. But I think something that people don't consider is something that's happening already. All these kids are going into the transfer portal, Dirk, and you know the high profile ones like Timmy Allen find a nice landing spot. But the truth is, there's hundreds of college athletes that are just sitting there with no place to land. You're
1: right. You know, I, I did a story about a year or so ago and researched it. In- Literally, every program is affected by this, and there's just a lot of movement, a lot of change. And I don't know if that's healthy for college basketball right now. You know, I think people love March Madness and that. But uh, generally speaking, you know, the the game was dying a little bit uh, before the pandemic as far as, as fan interest and that. I mean, let's throw March Madness to the side here and talk about the regular season and non-conference play and that. You know, they need to do something. And having all this player movement, I just don't think it's healthy for the sport.
2: Okay, well, I see. I can see some downsides, but I see upsides as well. But uh, Jake is celebrating to have somebody, somebody agree with him,
0: <laughs> I, so. a critical thinker uh, like like Derek Feltzer. <laughs> yes, I, I do feel good.
1: I understand I might get a free Crown
0: burger if I agree with him. So yes. with on me, buddy. you got it. So,
2: okay, uh, this transfer situation being what it is, could it help Utah uh, or or BYU football and basketball?
1: Yeah, you know, Gordon, I think there's a quick fix element to this, obviously. I think uh, you get the right players, you know, the new coaching staff at Texas to have a Timmy Allen is going to help, but they gave him for one year. Football-wise, you know, we'll see what happens with Cam Rising, if he's able to come back 100%. If not, uh, Charlie Brewer is a heck of a guy to use used for one year for the year at quarterback. So, you know, I think there's some instant help there that you can get from the transfer portal. Um, but like Jake said, there's a lot of kids that uh, – I think there's greener pastures on the other side of the fence. I think Kyle Winningham said this many times, and they find out that uh, there's just not a lot of opportunities sometimes elsewhere for certain players. Now, the high-profile one, that's a whole different game, but uh, yeah, to answer your question in the long, wind-winded way that it is, I think it is a quick fix and can help every team.
0: Dirk, we have some timely breaking news. I'm glad we have you on the air. It's breaking it's breaking college basketball news too, uh coming from Jeff Goodman, uh, who reports Arizona is set to hire Gonzaga, coach in waiting, Tommy Lloyd. Um, talk about the Arizona situation, Dirk, from from moving on uh uh from Sean Miller to now hiring Tommy Lloyd. It's it's been strange because they waited so long to fire Miller, and uh, they end up with Lloyd, who I'm sure is a fine coach, but I mean, I I was hearing other really big names that apparently didn't want that gig. What do you think?
1: Yeah, you know, I think uh, I agree with you. The Sean Miller thing dragged on, not for months, but years, literally. I mean, probably should have been gone uh, when the allegations surfaced and the the proof seemed to be there, but uh, he hung on. And, uh, you know, I think giving the... uh, guy from Gonzaga is going to clean up that program and all that. But there were some, there's some other players, you know, I or guys like Damon Stoudemire and that had ties to Arizona that I thought maybe they would, you know, try to bridge some of the, the glory days of the program. But, uh, you know, Gonzaga is not a bad way to go either. And, uh, you know, it looks to me like they want a new beginning down there and a fresh start. And, uh, they probably could use that because the Sean Miller thing dragged on way too long.
2: Okay, one more question before we probably jump into what uh, you know some of the local teams are doing. But, Dirk, I'm curious to know from you, how widespread do you think, um, I'll use the word corruption or deceit, is how prevalent is the hypocrisy in college sports these days? And does that trouble you?
1: you know i think its i think all of us in the media have covered covered college sports it's been troubling because you know if you don't see it in the programs you're covering you hear about it about other teams in the conference or other teams doing this or, or contacting recruits at the last minute for you know you, you hear all sorts of stuff you hear and it the corruption, I think, is is kind of widespread. Now, I I don't think we have any of the problems locally that they have nationally, and, and that might be why our uh, you know national uh, following is getting more teams in the NCAA tournament and that. Who knows if corruption's closing a lot of doors? But uh, I think it's troubling, and you know I don't know if the NCAA as an organization. Is strong enough or has the infrastructure to uh, to deal with the issues that are coming up? I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, they seem to be awful quiet, and then when they make a decision, it seems to take a lot of people off.
0: Not <laughs> it does. Not it does. <laughs> no doubt about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's our friend Dirk Facer on with us on ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. Uh, so Dirk Spring Ball wrapping up uh, with Utah. How open is the quarterback com- uh, competition going to be in fall camp?
1: You know, I think it really depends on Cameron Rising's health, obviously. If he's uh, he's not good to go with that shoulder, then I don't think there's a competition at all. I think, uh, you know, just like spring ball, Charlie Brewer's getting most of the reps, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens this fall based on Rising's health. But uh, they're saying right now that it's going to be an open competition between the two, and uh, – you know, in this world of Zoom conferences and not be able, being able to watch practice and they have to observe, we pretty much got to take the company line or whatever they want to say. And they're saying it's an open competition, so I guess at this point we got to take them for their word. But uh, as an old fart, I long for the uh, days when we were able to do a little reporting and and see what was going on. But right now it's uh, it's kind of a controlled message and. And that's just the way it is with the pandemic. So I guess we've got to take them at the word. It's an open competition. But, uh, you know, with the Brewers statistics and all that, uh, I think they've got a great insurance policy there. So what
2: do you, Dirk, what do you think of the Utes uh, prospects overall based
1: on what you do know? You know, the fact that they've got everybody back is a really good sign. I think, uh, I think you saw that with Baylor basketball, you know, having some seniors in that. And I think just the fact that you've got guys in the youth football program that have been there for years are committed to it, the Britton Coveys of the world, the Devin Boyds, you know, that they have a core of guys, and to a man, they all want to get that elusive Pac-12 championship. And, you know, I think they're in a pretty good spot to contend for it. But, you know, let's face it, uh, you know, if USC has a good recruiting year and they don't screw it up, uh, you know, the USCs and Washingtons and Oregons of the world, uh, it's a tall order when they're on top of their game. So uh, it won't be easy, but uh, I guess it starts with winning the South, and uh, they seem to be geared up to at least be in the conversation to contend for that South championship.
0: Who do you expect to emerge? And, of course, this is way too uh, early to have an accurate opinion on this, I guess. But who do you expect to emerge to be the guy at running back?
1: Ooh, you know, that's a good one because uh, you know, Pledger and uh, LSU, I think they're going to, again, and, uh, Bernard, you know, you've got three guys that are supposedly going to have an open competition for it that. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the transfers ends up getting the job just because of the fact that uh, the credentials they bring. But uh, Michael Bernard is uh, going to get every opportunity as a guy that's familiar with the program to handle that. And as we know, Utah uh, likes to run the football, and Zach lost proof of that. And uh, it's going to be really interesting to see, uh, you know, if they end up with a Charlie Brewer playing quarterback you know, if they're still going to favor the run or if they're going to air it out a little more. And then the question there becomes, do they have enough good receivers to be able to do that? So, um, I think there used to be some, uh, team to watch closely in that, uh, running back situation, you know, right now, it seems like all three are on equal footing. And, uh, but again, since no one's been able to see practice, we pretty much have to go with the company line that, uh, uh, Bernard's uh, leading the pack, and the other two are right there, but that might be just the other two are getting familiar with the playbook and things like that, so I don't know.
0: <laughs> I like that answer. <laughs> it
1: beats me. Uh so. it beats me.
2: So, Dirk, let me ask you another question that will be hard to answer. Maybe this one isn't so hard to answer. Uh, Maybe (laughs) I wrote a column uh, a few weeks ago uh, off a quote from Nick Saban about how useless it is to try and play standardized football from the old days, namely run the football, control field position with special teams, and uh, whoever gets the most yards on the ground wins the game. Now Nick said that was the uh, that was the philosophy he was raised on. That was his coaching philosophy until about uh, five six years ago. And he he determined and he said now and he said this in a coaching clinic, a virtual coaching clinic, that uh, you, you, if you do that now, his quote is, you won't win anything. Now I understand. That some people might say, well, that's easy for Nick to make that change because he's coaching a bunch of four and five stars, but he was right. saying he was saying it to a group of coaches from all different levels of football, and that's what he really believes now. Do you think that as long as Kyle Whittingham is coach, that that thing either will or should open up to uh, sort of a, a more explosive offensive attack?
1: that's a great question you know i personally think that uh it depends on your personnel and i think i think you hit the nail on the head there mentioned that because at alabama when you get the kind of receivers and the athletes they get heck even their offensive linemen you know they're all just four or five star guys he's able to to do darn near anything that he wants but uh at different schools, you got to have, you know, it's not like everybody needs to play air force kind of football, but, um, I still think there's, you know, it's still a pound the ground game. And I, I still think you've got to be able to run the ball and, and, uh, explosiveness will come with, with the athletes that you get. And, uh, you know, some of these receivers are getting so big and strong and tall and, uh, you know, getting the quarterbacks and getting the arm strength. You know, I think it's just a natural progression. But, you know, we've, at least Jordan and I, uh, Jake, you're kind of young, but us older <laughs> guys, uh, we've seen ebbs, ebbs and blows with this game. We've seen, you know, spread offense get big for a while. We've seen different things, you know, come and go. And I think it's just an evolution. But I'm kind of on the side that maybe uh, Saban, uh it's easy for him to say because of the talent he has around him, because, you know, you can't tell me that, uh, every team, you know, the Vanderbilt's going to get the same kind of athletes Alabama does. And if they play the same style, and you go head to head, I mean, Alabama has got the superior athletes. So I think you do have to have that, uh, difference. There's something that maybe, uh, throw a monkey wrench in and take Alabama off its game. So, um, this, uh, crown burger loving guy in Centerville respectfully disagrees with Mr. Saban.
0: Yes. I owe you two crown burgers, Dirk. I couldn't have said that better myself. It's so easy be, for Nick Saban to say, that's the easiest thing in the world for that guy to say.
1: Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's almost crazy, but you know, you watch the NFL draft coming up and it's from Alabama, from Alabama, from Alabama, you know, there, there's a ton of guys in the league and, uh, I don't know. It's an interesting point, but I I still think that uh, everybody did the same thing. The superior athletes will always come out on top. So I think you do have to have teams that are, you know, a challenge to stop with the run or a challenge to to throw the football, a team that runs a balanced offense. I mean, you know, every week there's got to be some plotting and planning. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a chess game. And then, you know, the big counter is. How do you counter the athleticism of a team like Alabama?
0: Dirk, thank you very much. Uh, Keep up the good work. This is theplacesports.com. We appreciate you. Hey, guys, I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. Always, Dirk. Thank you, man. Our friend Dirk Facer. Again, this is theplacesports.com. All right, let's get uh, out to the zone phone now. Oh, no, we'll wait for just a second. Oh, we lost him. We'll talk to Andrew here in a second. But yeah, Gordon, uh, you know, you can recruit Julio Jones and you wake up one day and go, "Yeah, we should pass the ball more." And what a what a revolution. He revolution. was talking
2: he was talking to coaches of all levels.
0: So what he, difference does he, it make who he was talking to?
2: Because not everybody coaches at Alabama and he knows that. But he was stating it to them because he believes it applies to them.
0: Or he was just trying to look like the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> If okay, I was a coach well, there, sitting there listening to Nick, I would be rolling my eyes out of my head. Wow, that's easy for you to say, Nick.
2: I, I, I think there's some credibility to what he was saying. And he was saying it to everyone, not to
0: his assistants at Alabama. More Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.